Welcome to the Food and Beverage Insider Podcast, the source for the latest ingredients, formulation, supply chain, and regulatory issues affecting healthy food and beverage product innovation. Today's host is Judy Bizzazzaro, Editor-in-Chief. Hi, I'm Judy, and welcome to another edition of the Food and Beverage Insider podcast. With me on the phone today, I have Rachel Zemser. She's a certified food scientist and culinary scientist, as well as the owner of the food science consultancy, A La Carte Connections. She's also a food chemistry adjunct professor at San Francisco State University and a frequent speaker at our supply side shows. Rachel, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, it's great to be here. Well, great. Well, today, you know, let's just jump right into this. Today, we're going to be talking about COVID-19, which obviously is a topic that's been in the headlines for months and will probably continue to be so. Businesses of all types are being negatively impacted by the coronavirus, and food and beverage industry is not immune to that. It seems we're witnessing a fundamental shift in the business model, and this pandemic is touching every aspect of the food market, you know, from the farmers to the ingredient supply chain, processors, manufacturers and distribution. We've also had many important industry events and trade shows canceled. Many of these are ingredient-centric, which is the lifeblood of the food and product development equation. This must be incredibly frustrating for you as a food scientist. Yeah, it, it's actually a very, uh, it's been a very sad year for myself and all the other food scientists who love and Going to all of all of the trade shows out there, we we need these trade shows to to be able to interact with our ingredient suppliers and to learn about what's new and what are the you know what are the hot topics and you know what technology is emerging and so on. So yeah, it's 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 um you know it's going to be a, it's a difficult year that we have to miss out on all these shows, but I think it'll just make us appreciate the shows even more when we get to go back to them uh, once everything reopens. So, you know, this shift, you know, as a food scientist, I mean, we, we need food. Um, you are still, you know, developing uh, new prototypes, new products. You're working with companies large and small. How has this really affected your day-to-day business? So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting because when the pandemic began, I really thought that I would see a huge uh, decrease in, in, um, in work. I thought maybe, you know, companies wouldn't come to me. Maybe they would just stop all new product development, but that has not really been the case. I, I mean, I, I haven't probably haven't had as many inquiries from the smaller startups that I normally have, but some of my regulars are still coming around and they still want to do R&D with me and have me make up prototypes and samples. So, so it hasn't been, um, and I feel like a lot of other food companies, especially companies that make, you know, shelf stable, ready to eat products are probably still pretty busy and they probably still have a lot of work to do because that industry is actually doing pretty well. People are buying shelf stable snacks and products and energy bars and, candy and beverages and, you know, in case, you know, we all have to go underground for a year, like we all want to stock up on, on everything. So we're all making these products. I think we're continuing to make these products. So to make these products, you need ingredients. And um, how are you getting your, your hands on these ingredients? I mean, what are the challenges that you're facing in terms of, um, you know, supply chain, so to speak? 
Yeah, so as a consultant, I definitely rely very heavily on ingredient suppliers in all areas of of the ingredient world. Um, you know, I'm I'm constantly requesting flavors and starches and stabilizers and meat analogs, uh, protein powders, and so far, I've actually found that all of the ingredient suppliers are still are still providing. the The reps are getting back to me, and you know they're sending me samples. It's not quite as fast as normal, but that's fine. And I usually just let my my customers know, hey, it may be an extra week before I get this in. Um, but overall, um, you know, in my conversations with the ingredient suppliers. They have been telling me that, you know, they're still running. They still have some people in-house, just not as many. So there might be, you know, maybe two people in the shipping department instead of the usual 10. So it takes a little longer. But I think the ingredient suppliers are still being great and very proactive at following up and getting back to me and getting me everything I need. So that's been really that's been really good because I've, I've definitely been needing a lot of, a lot of different flavors and different ingredients to get my work done. What other tools do you rely on as a food scientist that maybe you took for granted in the pre COVID-19 days or, or has that even changed? You know, it, for me, um, you know, I've been a consultant for a long time and I've always had a, a workspace to do my R&D in. And so for me, not a whole lot has changed. However, I have a lot of food science friends who work in, you know, in, in companies that have all kinds of other people there, like, you know, with sales reps and R&D teams and laboratories and pilot plants and things like that. And I know that a lot of, you know, those food scientists have had to work from home. So I think that that, you know, while I have not had a lot of uh, issues, I know that they have. And I've been trying to, you know, give them some advice on what types of tools they they should have that will allow them to continue doing their R&D, you know, in a home in a home setting. And um, I actually put together a little list of just the basics. Um, I mean, as a food scientist, um, especially a, pro- a product developer, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't need like a gas, gas chromatograph or any, you know, pieces of extremely expensive, large equipment filling up rooms. I really just need the basics to do, you know, formulation and R and D work Ki- kitchen type tools, really just slightly more uh, sophisticated tools. And, you know, the scale, if, if someone has a scale, a really good scale that goes out to the, you know, Point oh, you know, to the hundredth uh, decimal point, and that usually can weigh up to five hundred or a thousand grams. That's key. That's probably the most important thing that a food scientist could have at home to keep on doing their R and D. And everything else can really be bought online or provided by the company, including things like disposable plastic pipettes, uh, a pH meter, a refractometer, lots of benchtop models for those that are just a couple hundred dollars a piece. Uh, you know, having some boxes and ice packs for shipping out samples quickly. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really, it's really quite doable, I think, for food scientists to work from home if they have, if they have enough space to do it in. And I know that a lot of food companies are usually located in areas that are much more 
affordable to live in than the Bay Area. So most people live in probably larger houses than I do and have either a basement or a corner of a garage or a portion of the kitchen that they can just kind of clear out and and set up for, for their own experimentation. Okay, great. And thank you, you know, for what you're doing. And thank you to the, you know, thousands of, of others like yourself that are, are keeping our industry rolling. The customers that you're working with, that you're consulting with, are they requesting any particular type of food category, whether it be a, a nutrition bar, a snack, a protein shake? Have you seen any of those requests shift to maybe... Uh, foods or beverages with more immunity properties, more, you know, uh, you know, maybe weight management. I know that there's a lot of eating going on at home and a lot of alcohol consumption. So I'm just wondering if you've seen a shift in the patterns of requests that you're getting from your customers. You know, I, I haven't really seen any uh, big shifts to products that would somehow be more aligned with you know, what's going on right now, but I am seeing, you know, probably, you know, the trends of just looking for more, you know, for shelf stable, healthy on the go products that have a long shelf life, you know, that continues to be a pretty popular request uh, more than ever. Um, Definitely seeing a lot more requests of, you know, can you put more caffeine in this? That's been a very big trend is jacking up the food with lots of extra caffeine. I don't know, uh, where that came from, I guess people just don't necessarily want to drink the caffeine or they don't want super high sugar caffeinated drinks. They want more uh, healthy caffeinated type products like caffeine and an energy bar, that kind of thing. What else was on your list, Rachel, of, of things to chat about? I, I just wanted to relay the, um, you know, the concept that you know, food science work can can be done at home and suppliers are out there and they're ready to, you know, to provide ingredients to us. And, you know, while there's a bit of a slowdown, it's not, um, you know, it's not that slow. It's, you know, maybe like, uh, you know, you might need to kind of balance in an extra week or so to, to get things to arrive when you need them. But, um, but I think that, you know, the R and D work can be done off site. And, you know, and I, and I think that, you know, as a consultant, I've always relied on, you know, things like, like FedEx and UPS shipping to get things to the client quickly. And that's been, you know, as strong as ever, Um, you know, UPS is coming on time and they're picking up and FedEx, all the other carriers picking up packages. So I think it's really easy to, you know, you don't have to get together with, with, you know, the sales team and the marketing team, there doesn't have to be like 30 people in the room tasting the product together. The products can be sent out to 10 different people. And then we can all meet on Zoom and and just have a group tasting together, but all in our own, you know, location. And I've had a couple of meetings like that. And that's probably one of the, one of the changes that um, I've been getting used to. And, And I think that when the, you know, when the pandemic is over, I'm not going to always feel the need to travel as much as I used to, to the customer for on-site tastings together. There's no reason to spend thousands of dollars to meet in person with someone to taste a slice of pizza um, or to taste a beverage. I can just overnight it for a hundred bucks and um, we can just taste it together online. And I have samples on my end, they have samples on their own. We can all see each other's faces. And, you know, that's something that, 
has definitely been a change. And I think that that change mm-hmm. could, could, you know, could last a little longer after everything is over. And after we can travel again, we may not need to travel as much anymore. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. I mean, I, I, th- I think that this is a completely new way um, of everyone doing business on a global level. It'll be interesting to see how the, you know, trade shows play out in the next, you know, let's say six months. But, uh, you know, kudos to what you're doing. And I, I just, you know, you're one of the you're the lifeblood of this food and, and beverage industry, and we appreciate everything that you do. Yeah, no, I and I appreciate, you know, all the suppliers uh, coming through for us. And I'm sure that I don't know how other larger companies are operating right now, but hopefully I'm sure if the suppliers are giving me a consultant, you know, the same love is attention as they've always given me. They must be giving the same to, you know, all the crafts and the Nabiscos and Unilevers and larger companies that are actually, you know, buying lots of ingredients for production. Um, I usually just request samples, but, um, but yeah, so everybody's been great. I mean, all of the, the external resources are there to keep product development going in all the different, you know, parts of the food industry. Yeah, and I, and I think a lot of the companies are working, you know, even competitors are working together to, you know, join forces and and help other companies, uh, you know, get through this blip on the radar, so to speak. And, you know, we're all in this to make better food for more people and, you know, leave this planet in a better place. So with that, um, you know, I, I thank you so much for being with me here on the phone and hopefully I'll get to see you in person soon. And, uh, you know, again, uh, you know, as you said, it, it, you know, product development will go on. It is going on and it's just going on and, and, a different manner than what we're used to. No, absolutely. And it can be done and it can be done at home and the work can just keep on going with minimal investments. Awesome. Great. Thank you so much, Rachel. And uh, we look forward to seeing you soon. 